0: This is Good Morning Mumbai with Rishi K. Tuesday edition, of talk in finance with Saurabh Mithal. He does such a fabulous job kind of coming in Monday through Friday. Good morning. I hope friends, family and colleagues are safe and healthy, buddy.
1: All well, Rishi. Thank you so much. Good morning to you.
0: The credit card annual fee. Now, I need a few tips to make informed decisions. I understand that uh, a lot of people are charged and a lot of people are, uh, you know, it just rolls over from the points that you make. So first, let's talk about what is a credit card annual fee?
1: Yeah, let me just give you everything from scratch. So first, let us discuss what actually is a credit card. Annual fee. An annual fee is the amount that credit card issuers charge at the time of credit card activation and once a year. After that, to primarily keep your card account active. While many cards involve an annual fee, there is no dearth of zero annual fees cards, to which are available in the market. And also, many cards waive off the annual fees for the subsequent years if the user meets a predefined yearly spending target. So
0: the question Fair is, enough. should so, you op- so uh, you know should one opt for uh, one that has an annual fee?
1: Well, uh, by the look of it, it might always here a better idea to go for a particular card that doesn't charge an annual fee. I mean, who doesn't love to get things for free, right? Uh, And it's perfectly fine if you think so. However, it remains a fact that many cards that do charge a fee come with a better reward program and moreover, at times, there are special benefits or accelerated reward points to be earned on paying the annual fee.
0: Saurabh, also, uh, this is not a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. How does one decide which card option works better for one's own use?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a point that I, in fact, have been struggling for and I struggled for a long time. Because, you know, the annual fee is an important consideration while choosing a credit card. However, it shouldn't ideally be the only consideration. The first such criteria should be the credit cards you are eligible for. Once you are clear about that, then the second consideration should be cards that are best aligned with your unique spending pattern. For example, if you're someone who's using credit card mainly for grocery purchases, you should ideally go for a card that comes with cash back or extra reward points uh, on groceries. On the other hand, if you are a heavy online spender, then it might be a better idea to go for a card that incentivizes you for your online spends and provides you an extra uh, discounts or reward points. And similarly, if you are a frequent flyer, a travel credit card that offers air miles, complimentary travel insurance and free lounge access might be your uh, go-to.
0: Option makes a lot of sense. What's your recommendation?
1: So, before you eliminate the option that charges an M fee, you should ideally check if you are getting something worthwhile in turn for of paying off it, and if so. You should try to figure out the value of these extra benefits and how much are they are actually used to you. Also, if you're getting a zero annual fee credit card, do accept it because it acts as a good cushion towards your emergency fund. And you can swipe it in case of an emergency.
0: Yep. And your quotable quote, Saurabh?
1: It's a very funny quote from Henny Youngman. I've said this before also. that someone stole my credit card, but I won't be reporting it. The thief spent less than my wife did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Suba. buddy if you want to invest or want some financial tips from you where can we reach out
1: so please mail to me my ID is swarab at cwa.co.in also I'm on Twitter my handle is swarab we'll
0: speak tomorrow bye bye sure bye this is Good Morning Mumbai with Rishi K to get rid of the midweek blues. Here he is on the Wednesday edition of Talking Finance, Saurabh Mittal, my finance expert. Good morning, Saurabh. I hope uh, you're safe and healthy. Good
1: morning to you all. Well, thank you so much.
0: Saurabh, it's more pertinent now than ever before. Should one chase higher returns or should should one think of saving more? There are people who have taken salary cuts who perhaps feel they can make it up in the stock market and others who turn around and say, you know, what if something else were to uh, befall us? Maybe we should save more. So this financial planning dilemma.
1: This dilemma is been there forever and i've done a small back of the envelope calculation for you so suppose you and your friend decide that it is right time to begin investing and both of you earn rupees 10 lakh annually and the income is expected to increase by 10 percent every year for the next several years but there are few differences you decide to invest in a product which gives you a higher return potential maybe say 12 percent while your friend opts for a safe product offering you at 8 percent return now you begin to invest 10 percent of your income while your friend deploys 20 percent of his income you choose a smaller amount since you plan and hope that you will generate higher returns on your investment uh, than your friend and both of you continue to invest for 20 years so what the result would be at the end of 20 years you will earn in the total value of your investment would be 1.63 crores while that of your friend will be 2.13 crores so your friend has a bigger corpus than you that too when you are earning a higher investment return of 12% which is much much higher than the 8% than that your friend would be earning in this example one who earns a much lower 8% return on investment does better and this is a plain sense, Simple math, but more importantly he had a higher saving rate. So he was saving more and that compensated for the lower investment returns. Most people just keep looking for high investment returns and you know try to take bets here and there. But when your portfolio is in accumulation phase and more specifically during the initial years, your savings rate will play a much bigger role in how much corpus you have you have gathered rather than the investments on
0: your returns. That's very well explained. What's your recommendation? So we often hear that higher returns are the way to
1: go, but it's not always so. It's all also important to save more and let the money compound ultimately what matters is the fine balance you just can't ask for any one thing you have to have a very good savings rate and ultimately diversify your investments so that you can make an optimum return as per your risk profile
0: totally and your quotable quotes always have a fine balance what is it today
1: <laughs> so it's, it's a very common saying everybody wants to go to heaven but no one wants to die
0: ah well <laughs> said buddy if you want to invest we want to reach out to you for financial tips where can we reach out
1: you can put a mail to me. My email id is saurabh at cwa.co.in Also, I'm on Twitter. My handle is saurabh S. Mittal.
0: Listen, thanks for your time, your patience, your energy. I look forward to speaking with you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This is Good Morning Mumbai with Rishi K. Okay. It's really Thursday edition of Talking Finance with my finance expert Saurabh Mithal. He returns on the phone maintaining social distancing. Good morning, Saurabh. I hope friends, family and colleagues are safe and healthy.
1: All well, Rishi. Good morning to you. Thank you so much.
0: Saurabh, this is really taking a Digital India to another level. Coming soon, a digital health card that would have all of our medical records. Let's do a two-part special on this because it merits it today and tomorrow. So, what can you tell us about this?
1: So, like you rightly said, it's really taking uh, health and uh, digitization to a new level. So, in this uh, Independence Day speech... Uh, our Honorable Prime Minister has launched this new National Digital Health Mission which is called NDHM a program that aims to digitize the health records of all the Indians you will be allotted a health act that will act as a repository of your medical tests ailment history doctor consultations diagnosis and medicines which have been prescribed to you in the past it will help hospitals and doctors to treat you better even if you have to seek treatment in another city and are not carrying your past report obviously because everything is digitized moreover even insurance companies can look forward to its implementation because a digital repository of health records combined with telemedical underwriting can change the way policies are bought in the country. Medical tests are usually required in high-value terms and health policies. And insurers could use the health records for efficient health risk assessment depending on whether the third parties are allowed to access with individual consent and after taking care of uh, privacy concerns.
0: So, how will this National Digital Health Management Card influence insurers' underwriting practices, or So,
1: like I said, life and health insurance insist on medical checkups before issuing high-value term life or uh, health insurance policies. Uh, and it is generally uh, include a lot of cases. Experts say a digital repository can speed up the health status evaluation and policy issue in, in turn. And besides, potentially bringing down the cost for both insurance and policyholders because every, everything and all the past data will be readily available. Also, the data quality will be better thanks to the accurate medical history. Details of the tests and doctors which have been visited will, all, will always be there in the repository. Insurance will not face lower risk of policyholders concealing their ailments and this can experience the policy issue process.
0: Yeah, we will come back tomorrow for another episode of this National <laughs> Digital Health Management Card. But uh, before we say bye today, what's your recommendation?
1: So, uh, like I said, you know, everything is getting digitized and will hopefully make things more simpler for us. My only wish is that instead of one more ID being issued to us, if the same code will be linked to other, things will again uh, be very simple for us.
0: You've really hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Buddy, what's your quotable code for the day?
1: Since so uh, since we're talking about health, uh, funny quote from someone anonymous, it says be careful about reading health Books, you may die of a misprint. <laughs> <laughs> Good one.
0: <laughs> but if you want financial advice or you want to invest, then where can we reach out to you?
1: You can put a mail to me. My ID is saurab at cwa.co.n Also, I'm available on Twitter. My handle is s.mith.
0: Let's speak one last time this week tomorrow. Bye bye. See you. Bye. This is Good Morning Mumbai with Rishi K fun Friday edition of Talking Finance with Saurabh Mithal, my very warm and wise finance advisor. Here he is on the telephone line. Good morning, Saurabh. I hope everything's safe and healthy. well,
1: see, Thank you so
0: much. Buddy, you started talking about a digital health card, which is a medical card, a national digital health mission card. Mm-hmm. And you were halfway through that when I interrupted you and I said, let's wrap for the day. Let's continue that today. Uh, digital health card that will have all our medical records. Uh, you talked about some of the benefits, but I'd like you to highlight the drawbacks today. Are there? Any drawbacks?
1: So, you know, giving insurance companies access to your digital health cards comes at a very small cost. It may lead to selective underwriting as people with some adverse history may be excluded. This is all, always fair, but so that the protection will have to be provided by the regulator and the government as health insurance should be available to all. Uh, this might cause insurance premiums to increase if more medical details are revealed, or the health insurance cost may just as well decline due to better disclosures over the years, if not months ahead. Parity from government is awaited on how much excess the insurance companies can have on a digital card as and when it gets issued.
0: Saurabh, uh, also as a suppository to this, as a follow-up to this, what is telemedicine? And I'd like you to kind of highlight telemedicine's role in health insurance claims.
1: So, uh, you know, a digital health card can also enhance telemedicine. This is a concept that got a big boost in these lockdown days. A digital health repository can make it simpler for doctors to check your medical reports online for more efficient consultation and diagnosis. Now, the IRDI has also released its own set of telemedicine related advisory uh, in the month of June. And you can get your doctor's consultation be reimbursed even if the discussion has taken place over the phone or maybe on a video call or online. However, this does not mean that you can send your routine doctor's consultation bill to your insurance for claim. Regular health policies do not cover such OPD uh, department expenses. But if you were hospitalized and have had to consult your doctors whether physically or virtually, for follow-up such expenses will be paid up for 30 to 90 days as a part of pre- and
0: post-hospitalization. Okay, noted. What's your recommendation then?
1: So, we all know health insurance is something which is a must and it is required for a long time in our life. You know, unlike life insurance where you need cover only till people are dependent on you. Health insurance is a must and should be there with you for a very long time. The only way to ensure that you get paid for the claims is to declare everything while taking the new policy. And I think this digitization of these health records will make those things much more simple.
0: I'm going to ask you for your quotable quote of the day but I can't help but saying that honesty is the best policy. And I mean a health insurance policy in
1: this case. <laughs> That's true.
0: That's true. <laughs> Saurabh, what's your quotable quote? So it's a quote from Alonzo
1: Clark. It says, Every man's disease is his personal property.
0: True indeed. Listen, before you go, if you want to invest or we want some financial advice, where can we reach out to you, Saurabh?
1: You can put a mail to me, my ID Saurabh at cw.co.n. Also, I'm available on Twitter. My handle is Saurabh S. Mittal.
0: Have a good weekend. Let's speak on Monday morning. Bye bye. Sure. Bye.